Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. On the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Application from last week's 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading reveals that putting our hope in man rather than in God is a false hope. The second reading shows us that belief is an action that calls for a response. We live the way we really believe. The gospel tells us that hypocrisy is defeated by truth. This week, make a list of what areas in your life are hypocrisy, and then Confess that one area to a Christian brother or sister so that he or she may pray that you will be healed. Pick out someone in your family, job, or school and be specific. 
Deacon Ken wrote in a book dated 1993 to 2000, the area in my life that is a hypocrisy, my mouth and tongue sometimes, a hypocrisy of what I believe. I chose to keep my mouth shut if I didn't have anything good to say about a person. I wrote, one of the areas of hypocrisy I have is I act like I am listening to someone and talking when in reality I'm thinking of what to say or what I have to get done. There are four eyes in what I just said, trying to get off of myself and pay attention to what others are saying is an effort that with the help of the Lord, I can overcome. I have got better. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What, what was a helpful or a new thought from the readings of the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken answered that, putting our mind in man, putting our hope in man instead of God is a false hope. His application, I will stop looking for approval from my peers and ask myself, would Jesus do this? And I have that God is in control of everything, but he allows Satan to control the unbelievers until he comes again. My application, be an example to others by putting on the mind of Christ and having the attitude of Christ in all I do. This week is the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 4, 35 to 41. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On that day, as evening drew on, he said to them, let us cross to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. A violent squall came up and waves were breaking over the boat so that it was already filling up. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased, and there was great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, who then is this who even wind and sea obey? The word of the Lord. The questions. What did Jesus say as evening drew on? Let us cross to the other side. How did they go? By boat. And were others with them? Yes, other boats accompanied them. Why did Jesus tell the disciples to have a boat ready for him? And were where was he going? Mark 3, 9 says, in view of their numbers, he told his disciples to have a fishing boat ready for him so that he could avoid the press of the crowd against him. And Mark 5, 1 says, they came to Gerasene territory on the other side of the lake. What came up? A great squall. And what was breaking over the boat? Waves. Where was Jesus in the stern? What was he doing? Sleeping on a cushion. 
And what did his disciples do and say? They woke him and said to him, teacher, does it not matter to you that we are going to drown? What does Jesus say about those who hear his voice and follow him? John 10, 28 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. This is the personality of Jesus, to give life and draw us to himself. He wishes none to ever perish. When Jesus woke up, what did he do to the wind? He rebuked it. What did he say to the sea? And what was the result? Quiet, be still. The wind fell off and everything grew calm. Mark 4.39. What two questions did Jesus ask his disciples? Why are you so terrified? And why are you lacking in faith? This tells us that fear and lack of faith is causing us to be afraid. I have to say to myself, when fear comes at me, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. God is in me. And he is greater than the one who is in the world, Satan is prowling around telling us God doesn't really love us. You've got to rebuke them over and over. What did Jesus do and say to Peter? Matthew 14, 31 says, Jesus at once stretched out his hand and caught him. How little faith you have. This tells us a little more of Jesus's care and love for us. What did Jesus do to the 11 and for what reason? Mark 16, 14 says, finally, as they were able, Jesus was revealed to the 11. He took them to task for their disbelief and their stubbornness since they had put no faith in those who had seen him after he had been raised. This comes back to the teaching authority of the church. It has been passed down from those who saw Jesus after the resurrection. With what were the, those in the boat filled with awe? And what did they say to one another? Who can this be that the wind and the sea obey him? What does Jesus command and obey him? Mark 1, 26 and 27 says, at that, the unclean spirit convulsed the man violently and with a loud shriek came out of him. All who looked on were amazed. They began to ask one another, what does this mean? A complete new teaching and a spirit of authority. What kind of storm is going on? This is the personal. What kind of storm is going on around you? Who are you calling on to help you and how are you calling him? What has Jesus' response been to you in the past when you called out to him in a stormy time in your life? Well, Deacon Ken answered this in one of his books, the storm of stubbornness and unbelief in regard to my illness. I call on Christ in prayer, scripture, sacraments, and fellowship. He has responded to me through people in scripture. He also answered the third part of that question three years later saying, he always answers me. He also never leaves me while I am confused. He tells me what to do. 
He has healed my lungs and my attitude. And I answered that question. The country is in such a turmoil with uncertainty about its future. I am calling on the Lord and burying myself in his word, which is teaching me of his power and authority over our future. I placed myself in his hands. When I focus on our president or the leaders in government, that makes me fearful. Looking to God and to knowing what my church teaches gives me peace. Let us re read now and meditate on Psalm 107, 23 to 26, 28 to 31. They who sailed the sea in ships, trading on the deep waters, these saw the works of the Lord and his wonders in the Abyss. His command raised up a storm wind which tossed its waves on high. They mounted up to heaven. They sank to the depths. Their hearts melted away in their plight. They cried to the Lord in their distress. From their straits, he rescued them. He hushed the storm to a gentle breeze, and the billows of the sea were still. They rejoiced that they were calmed, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his kindness and his wondrous deeds to the children of men. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, he hushed the storms to a breeze. His application, I will practice what I preach by being calm and patient. In another book, he said, they cried to the Lord in their distress. In his application, I call out when I am hurting. He always responds, and I tell others to call out to Jesus, too. I answered this. There is a storm going on between family members. I listen and pray with those involved and tell them the only one who can heal the relationships between one another is the Lord and coming to know him through the word of God. The commentary. Mark 4, 35 to 41. The Sea of Galilee was notorious for its storms because it is 680 feet below sea level and surrounded by hills. Some of the disciples were veteran fishermen who had spent their lives fishing on this lake. But in this storm, they panicked and the storm threatened to destroy them all. Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat where distinguished visitors would have been seated on a small seat placed on a carpet. He seemed to be completely unaware and unconcerned with the storm. We do this story a great injustice if we merely take it in a literalistic sense. This was a physical storm, but storms come in other forms too. When the disciples realized the presence of Jesus with them was with them, the storm became calm. Only they knew he was there. Fearless peace entered their hearts. Think for a moment about the storms in your life and the situations that cause you great anxiety. We can experience what Jesus' disciples experienced in that boat. That voyage with Jesus was a voyage in peace, even in a storm. Let me repeat that again for you. 
In the presence of Jesus, we can have peace even in the wildest storms of life. Whatever our difficulties, we have two options. We can worry and think that Jesus is no longer concerned about us, or we can resist fear by putting our trust in him. When we feel like panicking, we need to confess our need for God. And then remember that he will give us peace in the storm of sorrow. He changes the darkness of death into the sunshine of the thought of eternal life. He will give us peace in the tempest of doubt, tension, and uncertainty. Ask his will. Submit to it. And the way to peace comes at such a time. He gives us peace in the storm of anxiety. The chief enemy of peace is worry. And Jesus brings us his peace, which is the unconditional love of God. Invite Jesus to calm the storms in your life, and he will fill you with awe, just as he filled the disciples with awe in that boat on the Sea of Galilee. The application. The first reading tells us that our God is a God of order. The second reading shows that we are not rehabilitated, We are new creations. The gospel reveals that Jesus can calm any storm in our lives. This week, ask the Lord to reveal to you what he wants you to do. Be specific. Ask his guidance about your role as a child, spouse, parent, or leader. Look at the people in your family, school, or work and see whether you are part of the storm in their lives. Submit to Jesus's guidance, and he will heal the storm in your life. The closing prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us today, and thank you for teaching us about these storms, the storms that come up in our lives. And We thank you for always rescuing us in any storm that we have and for always being with us and always being there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. We praise you and worship you and give you thanks and honor and glory. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And watch out for those storms. Just keep your eyes on him. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26.
God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.